catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Monday morning, June 20th. I'm Matthew Bell, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Aileen Harris is an artist from the Gainesville area who has painted since a young age. She draws inspiration from a variety of subjects, including African-American traditions, church scenes, and angels. In 2019, a representative for the city of Gainesville thought it was time to honor her and her art, and purchased a large number of her works. I spoke with WUFT's Richard Mason to learn more about the city's acquisition. Here's Richard. Basically, my story was about a Gainesville local artist named Aileen Harris, who's a prominent local artist in the city of Gainesville, and she's been respected uh, and beloved um, by a lot of uh, art curators uh, in the city of Gainesville, uh, specifically even the cultural uh, affairs manager in the city of Gainesville, Russell Etling. Um, he spoke so highly of her uh, during my time at the Thomas Historic Center, interviewing not only uh, Mr. Etling, but also uh, during my Zoom call and private conversation with uh, Gilroy, who's a curator for the actual Thomas Center and uh, assisting Mr. Etling as well. And, you know, in speaking with both of them, it was very quick, uh, you know, to me in realizing, you know, Ms. Harris is, she's a local, a local treasure for the city. In, in making this story and developing the story, uh, I felt it was a good opportunity to really focus a little bit on the artist, the work of the artist, but also more so the sentiment of the fact that a city would want to take on such a huge responsibility of being the the steward of 400 pieces of one artist uh, and their legacy spanning over four decades. I mean, there's there's something um, to be said just on that alone. And I thought it was a great opportunity to to touch on this story. So the city acquired a total of 400 pieces of artwork. Half of those will remain in the Thomas Center, and what is happening to the other half? You know, when I did my interview with Mr. Etling, it was uh, quickly revealed to me that the sentiment when the city took on uh, the responsibility of taking in all these all these pieces of art, that's 400 pieces of art, that's a lot of art. You know, and I, I can't think of a single moment in the history of Gainesville where they ever stepped in and said, this is an opportunity for us to to take and become the steward of all this this artwork because it means so much to us. Uh, as curators and, and um, uh, fans of, of the artist, but also because of the legacy and the historical footprint this particular artist had on the city of Gainesville. So what I thought was really interesting was that when I did my interview with Mr. Etling, it was revealed to me that you know 200 pieces of this art uh, and this collection of art is going to stay with the, the city of Gainesville. And then the other 200 pieces of art, they're going to be selling those pieces to the public. So essentially the public could come buy those remaining 200 pieces and have a, and become a stakeholder in this legacy that spans over over four decades in regards to Miss Harris's work. The Thomas Center acquired the artwork just before the pandemic, and that worked out a little differently than expected. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah. So during my interview with Miss Gilroy, I um, um, I asked her this question. I was like, you know, the pandemic really put a lot of strain on a lot of individuals' lives, businesses, right? All that, all 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 across a different spectrum in regards to different things. And I wanted to ask uh, Ms. Gilroy, I was like, you know, how did this, how did the pandemic play a role in the positive and in the negative aspects of trying to take on this responsibility of, of 400 pieces of art? That's crazy. Because uh, you have to clean it. You have to, you know, you have to, you know, process it. There's a, there's a, a process to 
you know, taking care of this artwork, you know? And I thought it was really interesting and poignant and powerful to ask that question. And Ms. Gilroy basically uh, clarified to me that uh, the pandemic for them, it was a, a huge blessing and opportunity to kind of just pause uh, because they, the historic center at that time was closed. You know, they weren't they weren't allowing people to come in. So essentially what ended up happening was it gave them an opportunity to just really focus on, you know, taking care of the artwork and isolating which pieces they, the city wanted to keep and which uh, pieces uh, they were going to put aside for the public to be able to purchase. So it was actually the pandemic she actually benefited um, in this particular scenario, it benefited the city of Gainesville and all the key players that were uh, part of this uh, um, opportunity to come to fruition. How did Harris receive the news that all of her work is in the Thomas Center or being sold to the public? You know, she's she's a simple person and she keeps to herself and um, she's just happy that um, uh, the sentiment is that everyone loves her and respects her. And they're uh, excited for the opportunity to not only visit the historic center to see her art, um, uh, be kind of encapsulated in this uh, in this setting, uh, but also the opportunity that it presents for the city of Gainesville residents and local residents to be able to come in uh, and have an opportunity to, to purchase that art. That was WUFT's Richard Mason speaking on the city of Gainesville's large purchase of artwork. Harris's work may be viewed at the historic Thomas Center in Gainesville. Now, let's jump into today's top headlines. Hundreds of people gathered at Jacksonville Park to celebrate the first Juneteenth. Newsforjax.com reports the money raised benefited three charities and will also help fund future celebrations. Included at the event were vendors, food trucks, live entertainment, and the Move for Change 5K. A Florida union representing university faculty members is pushing back against a new law going into effect July 1st. Dubbed the Stop Woke Act, the law specifies how race-related issues are taught in K-20 schools and in workplace training. Faculty and leadership at the United Faculty of Florida say under its feel of standing up to indoctrination, House Bill 7 could muzzle educators' discussions about race. Governor DeSantis has signed a measure that will allow counties and cities to restrict smoking at beaches and parks they own. The law builds on a 2002 constitutional amendment that prohibited smoking in restaurants and indoor workplaces, reports WUSF. The law, however, does not allow local governments to restrict the smoking of unfiltered cigars. Democrats in the state opposed the bill, claiming it would be discriminatory. Florida's annual prize-winning hunt for the invasive Burmese python in the Everglades is set for August 5th. In a press conference last week, Governor DeSantis said last year's hunt featured over 600 people from 25 different states. Prizes include $2,500 for the most pythons caught and an additional $1,500 for the longest snake. WLRN reports the snakes have virtually no predators in the wild and have decimated native populations of mammals, other reptiles, and birds. The hunt ends August 14th. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Matthew Bell, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Monday.